Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Welcome to Queer State of Mind, y'all. We have a really, really good show for you today. We're going to be joined again by Mr. Zarzar, which is very, very privileged to have. Uh, Michael will be joining us also. We'll also be talking with HCC about the latest news when it comes to PrEP and HIV awareness. So stay tuned. This is Queer State of Mind, live on Radio Free Brooklyn. New York City's home for LGBTQ news and talk, powered by the Queer Minded Radio Network. Join the conversation live on Twitter at QSOMNYC and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Queer State of Mind. And send us your news tips, announcements, and events to Queer State of Mind NYC at gmail.com. Hey, y'all. Hey, ladies. Hey. How you guys doing? Oh, it's good. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. My breakfast tacos. Welcome to another Saturday, honey. Happy Saturday. This weather is a little janky. You you never know what the fuck is going to give you. Mm -mm. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens, you know, today. Yeah. But there's so much to talk about because a lot has gone on this week. A lot has happened. And some things are happening now as we speak. That is true. That is very, very true. Well, we're going to start out with the uh, the feature track, which is... um, Jose, can you tell us what this is? Please. This is LaCaylee 47 Wash and Set. <gasps> oh my God. I love LaCaylee 47. I actually really I listened to this for the first time um, when I was downloading it. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cute. So let me go ahead. So that's it. All right, hunty. That was cute. That was really cute. That was cute. Yeah, my friend Fernando turned me on to her. Uh, she's, he sent me her stuff, like, I think it was, like, last week. And I was like, oh, this is, like, I perfect for the show. I am not mad at that at all. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I've heard her music being used on Insecure, but um, it not. I don't think this particular song was used. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, no, it was I cute. It was cute. Does she have an album yet? Yeah, she has a full album. The album's actually over a year old. It came out last year. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, when I was looking at the credits, it was released in 2017. Oh, now. wow. Not yeah, I mean that's how I. I mean, I first about, heard about her through Insecure. Like, I mean, she's like on every season. There's some. Yeah, they have track. a track by her. Oh, okay. Well, speaking of track, hmm. Mr. Micah, can you tell us about what's going on in the political world today? Oh yeah. So in a in the next couple of hours, like I'm not exactly sure the exact time, but it could even be before our show ends. They're on the Senate will be having a vote on Judge Kavanaugh. And whether or not he will become a Supreme Court justice. And there's like protests happening right now, currently in DC and all over the place. Um, and it's kind of crazy because like currently the um, West Virginia Senator, um, Democrat, uh, Manchin, he said that he's going to vote for, um, Kavanaugh. So he's like the one Democrat who's basically just a Democrat. He's a Democrat name only anyway, but like he's now like he's confirmed that he will vote for Kavanaugh. Interesting. Mm hmm. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's just kind of fucked up. I mean, like, you know, like, the thing with the Supreme Court, too, is that, like, you know, historically it's been a tool for the rich. I mean, it's like, people think, like, oh, it's supposed to be non-political, but the the truth of the matter is the Supreme Court is political. I mean, we've seen that with, like... And they all and like more often than not, they sided with the rich and powerful, like Plessy versus Ferguson. Like, there's, like, you know, Citizens United. Um, There's, like, all these, like, like... like choosing to disassemble the Voting Rights Act a couple like back in the two thousand early two thousands like there is like we need to stop thinking about it as like being this um this entity that's like non that's like non that's like non partial because it's is made of rich people for rich people and on that note too like if Kavanaugh is confirmed like we will officially have two 
Supreme Court justices who were chosen by Republican presidents who were have who have a sexual assault in their like in their history. Yeah, I mean the sad part about this thing. Let's just not 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 knowing, but let's put the sexual assault aside for a second. Watching mm. that testimony, mm. I'm like the girl can't even hold it together being questioned. Mm-mm. Like that's why I was I was like I was like girl, you can't even hold it together being questioned. How are you supposed to be a judge? Like you're right. crying, then you're angry. It was just very dramatic. It was so dramatic. And like the thing is, like you know, um, I remember there was this meme going around this week. It was comparing um, Kavanaugh to um, Serena Williams. Did you see that? y'all see this? No, I didn't. Yeah, it was basically them side by side. It was like you know, yeah, Kavanaugh on the left saying like like he was like this face of him crying is great. Maybe like defending his honor, and then next to him was Serena Williams. It said hysterical. And it's just like it just shows like how like men aren't like can can throw hissy fits right and like white also, men white men in particular and the fact that he I mean he was fucking young at the Senate like Senate women like he was interrupting them I mean he's he's he he's a punk he's a punk, punk yeah pretty much bitch. I'm like it's just it's <laughs> interesting it's just like I'm like girl why would you just feel like you have to I wish that the whole thing was to turn off. It's just his, just his, um, the way he was reacting to everything. Everything was terrible. It was just a hot fucking mess. I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. get it together. It is not that serious. You know what? Ask the question. If he didn't do what you didn't do, or say, just like Hillary Clinton was that, what, 11 hours ago? Exactly. She's defined. And she was, she didn't like break face at all. Nope. Mm-hmm. Like you know, she was fine. I mean, she but, got bigger balls than anybody. Oh my god! Yeah. This. <laughs> my friend met her. She probably is a man, honey. I, I mean, I mean, my big girl. I mean, she's just she's badass. amazing. I mean, sidebar. Like my friend went to her house for dinner. Um, oh. somehow she got invited to her house, and she was like, "It smells like candles." I was like, "That's really cool." Like want- she smells like candles at <laughs> her house after all. But yeah, so but yeah, no, it's just really. I mean, we'll find out. I mean, I'm not exactly sure the exact time is happening, but I know it's happening. I'm sure soon. we'll all get an alert. Exactly. Like Dumbass. <gasps> Speaking alert. of alert, oh God. at 2.18 on a Let's talk Tuesday. about that. Oh, my God. Let's talk about that alert. <laughs> I just looked at that. I said, like, what the hell? And I continued by my business windows. And mm. I'm, like, I'm like, it's like an Amber Alert? Oh, no. It's just a presidential alert. There's a meme of Squidward from um, <laughs> a SpongeBob. SpongeBob. And he has a, um, he's like sunbathing. And he has oh, a yeah. screen on with glasses. Mm-hmm. And there's a meme of him taking off the glasses, looking over, and then the next one is him like just putting it back on, and like girl, whatever. <laughs> That's how I felt. Like what? The- I mean, it was just it, like I, I'm fully expecting that there's going to be some like bullshit propaganda is going to try to push through this. So, like, like, right? Like, it's going to be it's like like 225 million cell phones got it. Like it's gonna like there's going to be some fun. There, there's going to be some like you know. What? I mean, it's just yeah. it's one of those things where it's like I get why it's you know it's important to commute, but like. I don't understand that form of communication. Like, what are you going to send somebody if if a missile is coming or something? Like, think about like worst case scenario. What are you supposed to do? Like, right? Like, you're, just, you're dead, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, I don't think he's going to use it for that. I think he's going to use it entirely to be like, you know, my crowd size was the biggest, right? <laughs> I could totally, girl. I could totally see him saying like, so what's that toilet paper in the back of her shoe? Oh, uh, I saw that this morning. Yeah, wait, wait, no. So oh, girl, girl yes. was getting up on Air, Air Force, Force One with toilet paper had... on the back of her shoe. Oh, and girl. nobody showed up. A girl shadily taped and a girl somewhere just snickering like, mm-hmm. Oh, girl. She's setting the bitch up for failure, girl. Commander-in-chief of the free world getting into an airplane with toilet paper. That's to fucking amazing. Well, speaking of toilet paper, there's also that whole, like, there's a story that came out in the New York Times that shows that there's been a huge, like, tax fraud for the Trump family for the last like 70 years. 
Oh, do I hear about this? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So and then the big question too is like if his sister was like signed anything, like she'll probably lose her judgeship because like she's a federal judge. Um, so oh. there's like a, that's like kind of like an interesting piece. But like the issue too is like the statute of limitations federal have passed, but for New York State, they're 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 looking into it right now. So how many siblings he has? Like it's like four of them. I right? think there's like yeah, it's like three or four. Yeah, and like. You know, know. And, and this has been a scheme that's been happening since, like, yeah, like he was a millionaire by the he was eight because of his father. Yeah, and like it was well, everybody knows he inherited everything. Yeah, yeah, like it's Ponzi scheme, honey. It, it's yes. a huge. And also, oh, it's something that came out in the story too. Was that apparently he tried to change his father's will to give himself more money and cheat his father out of death. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. So he's he's trash. I mean, we always knew he was trash, but he's extremely that's some, trash. some shifty shit though. Yeah, I know. That's some really bit of shifty shit. And speaking of shiftiness, girl. So she also said that um, it was a very, very hard time to be <gasps> a young man in America. I think you're missing a word. <laughs> but he was missing the word. Mm. You know. Wait, who said this? Oh, Trump. 45? 45 said it was a hard time being a young man in the world these days. Because anyone could accuse you of something and you get your reputation is killed. And they asked, how do you think women are doing? So women are doing great. No, he, he, I said, uh, oh well, God. right. What I can tell you is it might be a hard time for a white man mm-hmm. <laughs> in yeah. America, but the three bitches sitting right here is always a hard time waking up every okay. day. Like, um, he is such, he is so every, it's a hard shit. time waking up every day to make sure that, you know, uh, 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 stuff's going on. But, and well, it's just like, Hey, Hey man, if you think it's such a scary time, don't rate women. Like shit, yeah, not that hard. They ain't that hard. Don't don't try to fuck them when they don't want to be fucked. Don't try to don't group them. Don't, don't harass expose them. yourself. Don't expose yourself. Exactly. Like I mean, don't do stupid shit. You know, if you don't don't t- don't touch. <sighs> no means no, <laughs> unless unless that's the rules, and then it means yes, but only in those situations. Oh, you mean this, one of the uh, uh, BDSM kind of, you know, role where play. I'm going to resist, but you're going to. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I don't really want it, but I do. I'm going to go ahead and tell you my quick BDM, BDSM story. I would have a fucking story. I was at on the black party. Oh, yes. And like I was working the black party, mm-hmm. yeah. and, you know, as a security guard, something make good money that night. Mm-hmm. And I work in VIP and this guy's like, oh, yes. I said, do you want to get on this? uh on this plank and I, I can whip you and spank you, boy. I said, first of all, that sounds crazy. Asking a black man to get on a on a, on a piece of wood so he can beat him. I was like, that don't that don't seem right to me. Mm-mm. That don't seem right to me. Yeah. I said it loud enough for the other black girls around me to hear it who was thinking about doing it. <laughs> I was like, I'm, just, I'm judging you. I'm like, yeah, by the way, do that. No, this this is some race play just that should go too far. Like, you should not do that. <laughs> not for me to say anyway. But that's a mess that he thinks that it's a scary time. I'm like, it's been a scary time to be women for a long time. Right, right. It's been a scary time to be people. Of color. It's been a scary time the whole time. You're just feeling a little bit. Right. Like people calling out on people your mediocrity. Yeah, you're, the people calling out on your mediocrity. And, right. And the fact that, like, we're not going to, like, we're, we want to be treated like decent human beings. And you get me add to you because you want to be like decent human beings. So, you know, and I don't understand that. Oh, let me just uh, shout out to um the, the rumor pop queen. Miss oh. Duran Dalton, she said she was listening. And hey, girl, hey, you know, feel free to call him if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Hey, legend uh, pop queen, we miss a, you. Yeah, rumored. Now. Rumored. Oh, it's rumored, not a legend? It's, it's not a legend anymore. Oh, it's a rumor. It's a rumor. Oh, oh, excuse me. I heard a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> 
She is the rumored pop queen currently. Good for her. You know, but, you know, continue on with the political stuff here. So, what else is going on? You know, what else is going on in the country, child? You know, I mean, it's our political segment. So, you know, we got to make sure we say everything. I'm trying to figure out what's going on right now. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about this last week. Oh, uh, oh. Mike Pence. Oh, we didn't talk about, but also do you want to throw out too, like the, 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 that, um, that cop that shot, um, Oh, I was, we're going to get into we'll that. that. Okay. Next okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Let's, we'll that's the next part. That's the Bane Black segment. Ooh, it's we're going to do, we're going to do different segments now. This is the political. I love a good segment. So Mike Pence becomes the first vice president to uh, address the inter-gay summit. So that was about a couple of weeks ago. We talked about this story last week. The, uh, family research council values. He spoke there, and they are very mm-hmm. anti-LGBT. Mm-hmm. Like, very, 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 very. And so he went and he spoke to them. They're very open about it, like about oh, yeah. calling gay people a lot of shit. This is not like we disagree with you. We don't support you. This is just more like we're going to be hateful. Mm-hmm. We want to set you on fire. We want to yeah. set you on fire. Legit, actually. I mean, I mean, we're already flaming, but you can try anyway. Okay. Well, the thing, too, is that this particular group is classified as a hate group by the Southern um, Law Poverty Center, I believe that's what they're called. Um, Southern Poverty and Law Center. Sorry. Um, and it's just like, like if if any of like, why would you associate yourself with a group that's well, well, let me take that back as Mike Pence. I'm sure he doesn't care one and two. Like right. you can as a white man, you can choose who's a terrorist and who's not because, you know, you're white. Um, but it's just True. it's just really unfortunate that I mean, I know that like Trump is obviously very terrible, but like Pence would be 10,000 uh, 10, times worse because he actually knows shit. And that's scary. Yeah, he's 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 educated and he's he's educated, but he's he's educated and he's ignorant, and mm-hmm. he will dare I say it, find the legal way around it to do something. Oh, hundred <clears throat> percent. I I could totally see there being an she's that girl that says yeah. that I didn't say if I said when. <coughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think like, you're like, oh, that is different. Right. I mean, because I think worst case scenario, <laughs> you know? right? Like Kavanaugh gets confirmed, Trump gets out, Pence is in office. See so somehow is able to find a way to bring to courts how to like re- repeal gay marriage. Like you'll like, enough, I mean, I feel like that's like really hard to do, but I feel like you could do it if you really want. I feel to. like she could do it, but I feel like she also knows that the girls ain't gonna have it. She, oh yeah, no, we will. We will the girls her. literally will come for her in a way that she's mm-hmm. not gonna be ready for. Because in the girl, just let the girls have what they're gonna have and right. leave them fucking alone. I'm surprised. You know what? We need more hackers. I'm not calling. I mean, you know, not. I, I'm not saying you know, damn, but you know. I just wish that someone would just like go through his email or something, find some good shit, find some nasty photos. No, of him. she don't have no nasty. She's like that girl that probably masturbates to pregnant porn. <gasps> no. Oh, that's the thing. Ready to drop three? That <laughs> 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 asked was the porn. It was called Ready to Drop. I was like, who watches this hit play? Oh my god! Yes, the porn. It's called Ready to Drop. You can look it up. I, I'm good. Ready. So <laughs> women are having sex while they're pregnant. Yes, it's a porn. It's this a porn series it's called Ready to Drop. So it's like maybe I like you have to be like between like I think six to like eight months That's pregnant, and you have sex, and you you know this Ready to Drop one, Ready to Drop two, <laughs> and Ready to Drop three. And if in the old porn, this uh, vintage your way. That's the old one. And then it was a porn that I was fooled at. <laughs> when back in my youth, it was a videotape. My friend, go, go watch this. It's real good. I'm not going to say what it is. I don't want to offend anybody. It was just called By and Beyond. <laughs> that Beyond, baby. <laughs> that Beyond. <laughs> and that, here I am just watching Cocky Boys when I can just right. watch. <laughs> that Beyond. I mean, that it's be- going to hurt. That yeah. Beyond was just 
it was too much. Wow. You know, <laughs> that's when I know I had went to Hot Desert Nights. Oh, good old Hot and Desert And I had Treasure Island Media, but I had to leave Hot Desert Nights because Hot Desert Nights were doing the absolute most. What were they doing? Girl, was, you know how nasty the girls are at Treasure Island Media? Yeah, yeah. They judge the girls Hot Desert Nights. They go, like, oh, oh, girl, no, we don't go over there. That's true. I mean, I do remember them getting progressively. Let, let's put yeah. it this way. You mm-hmm. know how on Ties is the beer bar and the Rock is, uh, rock Bar is also a beer bar? Mm-hmm. The girls at Rock Bar be like, the girls are too fat for, for me at Ties. That's, that's just the analogy. Oh. You're like, oh, no, they're too big over there, honey. Mm-hmm. You have more picture? But you're, you're 300 pounds. Yeah. Okay. So that's the, <laughs> it's the, it's that, that type of thing. But, um, well, anyway, so we're going to take a musical break here. Uh, Jose, would you like to tell us what we are going to be listening to in the first one? It's very, I saw all this Spanish music, girl. Ooh. It's all diverse. Yeah, I decided not to do just one uh, single person for the vocal master. So I yes. chose three equally great artists, all from the Fania record label of like the Ooh. late 70s into the early 80s. Because uh, it is still Hispanic Heritage Month. And yes. So the 15th of, of this month. Um, first track is by the Puerto Rican Frank Sinatra himself, Hector Lavoe, Aguanile. Yes. The next is my Cuban salsa queen, Miss Salsa Cele Cruz with Kimbara. And then the last track is a beautiful ballad by the singer La Lupe, Que Te Debe. I actually think I've done vocal masters individually for each one of these, like done three tracks. So mm. I just chose what I think are their, their three best songs. And nice. Here you go. All right. Here you go. You're listening to Queer State of Mind, New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Stay connected with all the tea and more. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash queer state of mind and follow us on Twitter at QSOMNYC. Yes, honey. How you doing, honey? Oh, it was good. Oh, yes. Hi, Miss Ori. Do you hear us? Yeah. Oh, hey. yeah. We have Bossman on the phone, Mr. Ori Givens here. Say hey to the kids, honey. Hey, Barbara. Oh, hello, everyone. <laughs> hey. <laughs> what are you doing, Barbara, currently? Um, so we're right now on the road in Pennsylvania, somewhere in Pennsylvania. So if I drop off, you know why? Because we in the mountains. So Ooh, are you on I-80? It's literally looking at a sign that says, Welcome to the Pennsylvania Wild. Ooh, oh, oh, wow. That's some Amish country. Is that I-80 or I-76? Uh, I think we might be on 80. Okay. Yeah. I love that road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay, well, I wanted to have Bossman on the phone for a very specific reason, but before I talk about anything, unfortunately, on uh, the Haitian Community Coalition, they had a emergency, so they will not be able to make it to the show today, but we still have enough to talk about, so don't worry about that. So, But please make sure you check them out, because they're very much about giving prep out to people, making sure everyone is aware about HIV awareness, especially within the black, uh, gay, trans, Community LGBTQ R S T U V W X Y Z, bitch girl. Who knows? You know. So make sure you please uh, look them up here. All right. So now that being said, Hunty Miss Ori, I'm gonna let you go oh. ahead and lead this segment since you are Barbara Walters. Let's talk about the monster girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. This is one of the reasons I well. really want to have you on here because you. You understand our thing with the monster, how I feel about the monster, and I know how you feel about yes. the monster. Yes. So I feel like so, betrayal has happened. So it, you know, the monster was 
a part of the nightlife for like us and for you know definitely our crew, especially on those Saturday nights. But like many other gay bars around the country, there has been incidents of racial insensitivity. Um, you know, a friend of the show, Honey Davenport, shared on her page uh, a video from, I believe, last week where she refused to perform after hearing of comments made by the former, I believe, manager of the monster, um, who has since been fired. Uh, those resigned. comments resigned. were oh, or, or resigned. Um, those comments were about the imagery that were to be used for the show. And they depicted, you know, attractive uh, men of color um, and a picture of Honey on the you know, show flyer. Honey, and those comments that were also, you know, the receipts were posted, which was the interesting thing. You know, you right, saw right. all these text conversations um, that were just put all on blast on the Internet. Um, but to sum it up, he, you know, the former manager said that, you know, the images looked like it was promoting a black night. Um, they needed more attractive men. Um, mm. and, and it was bad that for business. A promoter. Mm-hmm. And it was bad for business. Yeah, he shared that with the DJ promoter through text, who then informed Honey. Um, so then apparently there's just been so much fallout since then. I saw a piece that Michael Musto did interviewing oh God, uh, the owner of the monster. Read the phone where he completely that. changed his tune, you know. He was so backpedaling and pussy-popping. Go ahead. What did you say? He was backpedaling and pussy-popping. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, the, the interesting thing, there's a couple points about this, and then I want to get your thoughts, because the first point is, this is, like I said, happened in so many different gay bars before. Right. This is not something new. It was in Philadelphia a couple years ago. It happened in L.A. It happened in Columbus. You it happened in Reno. Girl, yes, the Columbus one. I remember when that <laughs> no. happened. It happened in New so, York. It it's happening in New York. It's happening in New York. It happened at Vodka Soda. Let's exactly. not forget about that. It's yeah. happening in New York. Oh, girl, did anyone well, ever go to that bar? I went to that bar exactly. one time, girl, and that was it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That leads me to the question is, how many times does this have to happen before we put the effort into building our own spaces? That's a good question. This is the thing that disappointed me about that, and or you 100% understand that, and you guys do. I, if funny enough, yes, a gag. So the manager person who, um, the manager person who, uh, became the the lead um, of Monster actually used to be one of the managers at Splash. Hmm. Did you know that, Miss Ori? Hello. Uh oh. Did we lose her? Yeah, nope. we lost, we lost her. her. We lost my world. And hold on, once we get her back. Ooh, ooh. Uh, you yeah, I told you, girl, I'm in the mountains, girl. Yes, in the girl. mountains. I know. That, that, that Boost back. Mobile. That was, that that was, Boost Mobile don't oh, get ooh, that far. Who honey? <laughs> girl. <laughs> she doesn't have Boost Mobile, girl. That's cricket. Girl, that's, the <laughs> that's cricket, honey. Uh, honey, cricket. Girl, that's Miss Cricket. I got... don't want to say her, though. Yeah, she, know, could... she provides connectivity to millions of people. Girl, How's that 4G LTE, girl? 4G, girl, she got 2G. That's the Miss Cricket, honey. Yeah, honey, trip, trip, uh, bitch. 
Well, anyway, what I was saying was, Miss Ori, there's, okay, so the thing about the monster for me, when it hit me hard, because, A, I had finally found a place that um, lived between my New York life and my Ohio life. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what I liked about the monster, because the monster gave me good old-fashioned Annabelle. If, you, if you're not from Ohio, you don't know what an Annabelle is, honey. It's an Akron. She is in the forest. It is oh, literally... Yes, an Annabelle, honey. She's literally in the forest. Wow. Yeah. No, no, well, it's literally yeah. you go into the woods. And everybody got a story about the forest. Yeah, because but... you go into the bar, it's in the middle of the woods. That's crazy. It's big, though. So, the hmm. Annabelle... Well, co- go ahead. And they did. That that Saturday night was life. Oh, Saturday like, was everything. The music was good. The vibe was good. For the most part, the people were good. Yeah. From um, uh, the, the age range from like 75 to 25. And these were like older, yeah. people, older people of color. Just, every, just, just, it was just a nice rag. It, it reminded you that it was the only bar in the small town that every bitch had to go to. Mm. That's what the monster yeah. was giving you on Saturday night. Yes, it was. That's what made You're it right. so much fun. Fun. I love the energy. But you weren't mix. mad about it. You weren't mad. The energy was good, girl. You get fucked up. You said, girl, let's go to the monster and get our dance on. Because mm-hmm. you were never worried yeah. about being like pretty or doing all of that. So when this came to light, I was like, fuck me. I'm like, mm-hmm. really? Why, why Why here of all places? I know. And like I was just saying before you got cut off, the manager, the GM at the time, was also a GM at Splash. Because mm. you remember when I used to live, you know, you, you know, I was Mother of Splash, girl, the Brooke Socialite. I love Splash. Too. No, you know, Jose, did you ever go to the Monster like on a Saturday I've night? Been to, I, I don't know if I've been there on a Saturday night, but I've been to the Monster. It's the only place you can still just dance to J-Lo, My Love Don't Cost a Thing. Yes, actually. Facts. They don't play remixes of songs. They play the original no version of songs the from track. the 90s. And just okay. mix it So together. you can just really like get your... You know, and the great thing too is that it was always a mix. Like you yeah. always felt like it was like, oh, this is what you see. Like when you're watching Queer as Folk, that was the monster. Like yeah. in that in that sense, like everyone was there. Everyone, everyone was there, and so it really disappointed me. And then when they spoke to the owner, and the part that pissed me off about the thing he said, he said, "Well, it was a miscommunication. You know, he's not good with English." I was like, first and foremost, you live in New York City. Why would you put someone who is not good with English? As your GM at a bar, he was the GM at Splash. You are lying. Mm-hmm. He meant what he said, and that is me to me. It's an insult to people of color. <gasps> yes, I know. I mean, it's a fucking you know. insult. Really, when someone says, "Oh, it looks like Black Knight is bad for business," that's very, very clear, right? And we can intend. Yeah, we can. He, 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 we can, you know, entertain the idea that his intent may have been less than, you know evil or racist but the fact of the matter is he said what he said he said what he said and and he wasn't a white there man there wasn't anything that was left for interpretation right and, like, and the fact that you're blaming language like language barrier as the reason like you're you're, he, you're pushing it on people of color saying see what happens when you you know you can't like you can't speak english properly but so what, what happens does that say for so where is he from if he no 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 it doesn't properly. matter the fact that you're in new york city and you made somebody a gm of a bar that's been here since 1981. That's how long the monster's been there? Yes. So you were not. You, you're lying to me when you right. say you said his English is bad. No. Mm-hmm. No one in business would ever put anyone. You can have the worst accent in the world, but if you comprehend the language properly, you can be a GM. He compre- compre- uh, comprehended, comprehended the language 
to be a GM at Splash and to be a GM at the Monster. So it's not about his language. He meant what the fuck he said. Exactly, 100%. And you know what? Well, and I think, too, maybe, maybe he lacks the skills to convey the obvious, you know, discriminatory intent in a more nuanced way. You know, yes, a more because you know what? Way. Because like no shit. She's Latin. She's Latin girl. What he said, yeah. Yeah, or he could have said, you know, well, we need, need to make it more "quote unquote" uh, all American, or right. you know, mm. whatever, instead of just simply saying it's, you know, it's too black is bad. For I'll put it this and, and way: he, this is what I'm going to give him. He is a he was he's a Latin man. I, I believe he is uh, Mexican descent or Mexican, maybe not. You know, Hispanic, just Hispanic just go with that or Hispanic. Latinx. There Latinx. There you go, Latinx. Okay. And the fact that we all, I've, you know, my family was African. We all say shit about other cultures that my family say. They're like, oh, girl, you don't want to go there. You know, that's, you, we say that amongst each other. Mm-hmm. That right. is not something you say in the midst of business. And if you know what you mean, you'd say it differently. Mm-hmm. Well, and well, when let's I, be 100% uh-oh. real. This yeah. is a, these conversations are conversations that happen in marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Are you there? Did you lose you? Oh, I don't want to lose you now. We the can see the hills bark. have eyes, some girl. <laughs> girl, the hills are alive, honey, and they're eating children. <laughs> 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 we, well, we lost like Givens again. He'll be back. So, But What's anyway, it's just so Jose, yes, the whole thing about that was so messed up. It's the fact that we just really... I was just mad I lost a lot, monster. And then the next day, I have a friend who works there. He said, oh, come see me at the bar. I was like, yeah, girl, I'll be there. Right now. I can't go there today, girl. I was like, just, you know, I work for a show that keeps equality in. I cannot just, you know, walk into your bar. And it made me very mad. It made me very mad because now I have to find another space. Now I might start to go to Asian therapy. I mean, she is beat and they have nachos. They do. Oh, do you know about Asian therapy? No. I know about therapy bar, but. Okay. So the Asian queens got quite upset when they lost the bond space. So every Friday and Saturday night, they literally occupied therapy bar lounge. What space did they lose? Like bond. Uh, it was like a, it was on 50th. 50th like, yeah. And they rolled. Like, there the was a little stages. Asian party happy every Saturday there. And then it went away. Well, that bartender was hot. Yeah. Oh, he's on the show now. Oh, the single family one with a baby, the Asian boy you see with a baby on the single show. It's called single family. That's Jake. Shut the fuck up. That's Jake. Yeah, so on, remember he did that, that. He was like in a commercial for State Farm. He was on or, SBU. Yeah, Jake. Yeah, Jake. Is now. Shut the fuck that's up. That's him. He's hot. Shut oh, the that's fuck Oregon. up. She is. She's fine too. Like, I was, hey girl. Mm. Hey, let me put you back up. Okay. She's back. <laughs> Sorry, we keep losing her. Well, anyway, you know, down in the valley where the green grass grows. Amen, honey. So, uh-huh. long story short, the Asian therapy is. All the Asian queens go to therapy on a girl. When I tell you, it's ninety five percent. Like on a Friday or on a Saturday? Or on a Friday days. and a Saturday, it's gotten so much of that that they've now played a bunch of K pop. Yes, they do during happy hour. Good for they them. They hire a lot more. They have every time I've been there, they have different Asian DJs. All right, they take honey, all the white girls from rant to industry, honey. I think <laughs> yes, we and I love it. should challenge ourselves. To find out where all these places where we are, right, and like put them on blast and support them, and like no Asian therapy is very much that much. Um, Boxer in HK, you know, it's a Latin black bar. 
If you guys well, know that. Well, I don't Pretty know. How, much. I mean, I don't know how it's going to last, though, because now that Boston's in Washington Heights. Yeah, Boston and Washington well, Heights. Which I've actually Washington heard Heights. is a lot of fun. So, yeah. Been. So, Boston and Washington Heights uh, just opened. They opened a uh, gay bar in Washington Heights. Um, 150? Uh, 156, 157th. So, but what I did love about this whole thing that happened in Midtown with these ethnic uh, people, they just got mad. They just took over places completely. I live, I mean, completely yeah. took it over. Right. Which is almost like, you know, something that, like, I think so many, like, gays have tried to do before, where it's like, you yeah. know, take over a straight place. Like, I think it's great that, like, yeah. ethnic groups would be like, hey, I mean, they just, they just go in there, they're like, look, we're going to come in here. This is the space we're going to use. And this, you know, fuck it. Because I remember coming in, the first time I went there before, I was, I was a girl, I said, this a lot of Asian girls here. And these are Asian girls who love Asian girls. Yeah. So, and so it, it's very, well, honey, industry, industry, I love industry. No shade, honey. You, you know, you're, you're still got that. But whole, you're cash only, and that's late. You're still, you're still very February looking, but it's fine. Oh, no. Ooh. That's the best way I can say it. So, or how do you think that from like moving forward when it comes to the monster, back to them, how do you think we can, um, how do we like, settle this because I don't want the monster to go because I think it's very, very important. I don't want well, the monster to go. Well, first of all, I want to know what this racial sensitivity training consists of. Do you know what that I'm is? That's to, that's to make you, that's to make you uh, look less racist while being racist. I always yes. thought that's what I was How be to be racist about your racism. Your racism. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that we, there needs to, you know, there needs to be more of a genuine effort for the bar owner to ensure that everybody feels welcome, if that's what he's trying to do. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And to, you know, not employ people that harbor views that contradict that value. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we need to have an honest discussion about what is acceptable, um, in the spaces and by the people that purvey the spaces that we occupy. Um, and, you know, no, it's not that anybody wants the monster to go away. No. But I, I think that it's hard to feel the way that we felt there now because of what's transpired. Right. Um, or it doesn't. Do you do you all agree? Do you, does it change how you feel about the monster? Did we always know? I think that I appreciate so it's because I like the monster, and um, I used to go to Stonewall at one point before Stonewall became a straight bar. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the gag. Anyone who's been to Stonewall these days, when I walk downstairs and they had nothing but scantily clad women that look like they were working at Hooters serving you shots. Yeah, and all the gay girls were upstairs. I said, "Oh, oh, Stonewall is not Stonewall anymore." But they had delicious hot dogs. Great hot dogs, but yeah, (laughs) but Stonewall's a gay. It's It's a straight bar. It's a it's a tourist straight bar right now. Totally, great. That's that's wonderful because it should be. I walk in, I say, "What are there like three gay people in here?" Right. Well, and I think too, you know, there is. We need to find more. There are spaces everywhere. I mean, it does kind of mean we may have to travel, um, but you know. Also, I have to shout out my new gay bar that's right around the corner in Bushwick called Three Dollar Bill. Yeah, Ooh, I need to what? go there. Yes, I yeah. need to go there. Yes, yes. yes I heard about that. So, I'll go there with yeah, my husband um, one night. Mm. It's cute. Sometimes they be having barbecues. It's a huge Ooh. space. It is a huge space. If you, okay, so to give you comparison, like 
if you took it, it's like a probably a, like a, a union size exercise space. The space is massive because like, it has oh, wow. an outdoor it's space. Massive. It has a massive uh, dance floor. My friend Tad actually runs one of the nights there called Sutherland. Sutherland is the same. That's a good old <gasps> oh, white good. name, honey. Because they, the, they check your Tad. phone. Yeah, amazing. they make you check your phone. I don't know. If, I know yeah. that they do that for Sutherland. I have not been to any other events at $3 Bill other than Shut. Sutherland. Oh, my God. So I'm not sure if that's they, something that they, they do across the board. They only do it for that one. I think yeah, so. I think they only do it for that one. But that is a fun experience. Yeah, because right. it, it, it sort of ma- it forces you to sort of engage with people more and not mm-hmm. be constantly looking on our phone, as Mike is doing right now. I mean, well, you know. Jose, don't do it. Bitch. You know, so, Miss Oris, I would like to uh, have you stay for at least the first um, call back in about mm, 20 minutes because I just need to get your opinion on what's going on with the uh, uh, Kavanaugh, Pence, and just the political environment. Um, I know you know... I know you're on here. Yes, you know, do you have enough rollover minutes for that? Oh, bitch. <laughs> She's trying you, girl. She's All right, trying. singular. What she is, is trying you. Yeah. I, I say you know it what? with love. I say it with love. I'm going to say it forever, Ori. When are you coming on the show? Yeah. Hopefully, I'll be on the show. Um, She's on well, TV, honey. She's going to be on the show. Girl. Hopefully soon. Right. Hopefully yes, soon. Yes, Albany. Ooh, maybe we should do a show from Albany. Let's do a show from Albany. No. Oh. <laughs> from Albany? No, I'm not in Albany. I don't know where you are. She is. <laughs> I'm in Orange County, New York. Well, actually, I'm in I'm in somewhere. That sounds like an oxymoron. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, is that, is that where Trump's from? Um, that don't work. No, girl, she's from it Queens. Does. I know she's from Queens. It's like Jamaica, yeah. like the nice part of well, the white part of Jamaica. Ooh, is there a white part of Jamaica? There, well, there was. Oh, is it's this like a white Latina part? You know, they like the the, 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 the pretend, white. right? Well, because like there's obviously the black part because well, because obviously my roommate Frank is from Jamaica, so like he's like, oh, I'm from the black oh. part. But then there's also like I think it's like she like but he's from make, the, but he from the uh, 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 the Mariah Carey part, right? The, the light skin part. Oh. No, like, <laughs> see, I'm, right? You got it. Was, you got like, it. Mariah Carey's from Long, Long Island. Island. No, 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 I said Mariah. I seen the light skin. I've never yeah, my roommate's really yeah. light skin. We know uh, Mariah's from from Long Island. She's oh. like, as hell, girl. We know Cause, that. Cause I think there's Jamaica. <laughs> I think Jamaica's black, but then Jamaica states is white or something like that. And I think oh. that's where Trump is from. I think he's from Jamaica. I thought it was state. the other way around. Oh, was that the way around? Oh, maybe. It's maybe. one of those two. Something I'm like not that. Sure. Something like that. Oh, okay. But something like that. I'm not from there. I'm not either. I'm not from any. I'm not from Jamaica. I'm just Mica. Where were, you, yeah. where were you born, technically? I don't know, because you're from so many places. Were you born oh, in Arizona? I was born in Arizona. I'm born in Phoenix. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Ori, were you born in Columbus? Yep. Ooh, where were you born? You're Cincinnati. Where were you born, Jose? Miami. Miami. Yes. Are you? Well, oh. technically, technically, uh, I was born in Hialeah, Florida, which is like Ooh, a, that's awesome. the janky sister <laughs> oh, city. Oh, that of Miami. is the ghetto. She had to that's say like that. the, the janky Cuban city of oh. sister city to Miami. Uh, we still love you. He's so pretty, Dom. Mm-hmm. You gotta love him. Hialeah. That's, that's, like, that's like a good ethnic girl name. My name is Hialeah. It's like a. It's like it has like some sort of native. It's a Native American name of some sort. It means high something or other. I remember reading it once. I'm coming to like I was born at the Cincinnati General Hospital on the campus of University of Concrete, aka University of Cincinnati. Oh, cute. Yeah, the church. Yes. Well, we're gonna get into our second hour now. So. Mr. Ori is going to be calling us back in about, we'll say 10, 15 minutes just to give his uh, thoughts about what's going on in the political world because we really need to know what the heck is happening, oh, okay. you know, and like, you know, 
So please stay with Question of Mind. Your it's been so, so, such a good show so far. So we're coming back in the second hour soon, y'all. Stay tuned. State of Mind, live on Radio Free Brooklyn, New York City's home for LGBTQ news and talk, powered by the Queer Minded Radio Network. Join the conversation live on Twitter at QSOMNYC and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Queer State of Mind. And send us your news tips, announcements, and events to Queer State of Mind NYC at gmail.com. I know how I feel about a petty game, huh? I like to wait for a good piece of shade. So what do you think about the catch track? Oh, I don't think of her. Ow. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, are we talking about the new catch track? Um, yeah. A bitch exists because of you. You don't have to come well, for her. And I don't <laughs> the only living one now, and the other two died in a Whitney and Mariah. Yeah. So, you know. And Shady facts. Are they alive? I mean, once met, one met, one is metaphorically dead. One's talent is dead. One's career. Yeah. Well, no, she yep. still has a career. The problem is she still has a career. One is literally because, dead because the young kids don't. The young kids. Don't. So this is very fucking what are you real. For? Queer state of mind. Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes, y'all. So we are now in the second hour, the AKA messy hour. Oh, child. Yes. Yeah. So. Anyway, kids, I'm going to give a shout out. So my friend texts me, you guys have to all go see A Star is Born, I guess, my gay duty. Um, uh, yes. My friend, my friend Ryan, he sent me a text. He said, girl, I'm at the gay bar. I said, where are you at? He said, girl, I'm at the Star is Born. I was like, no, oh, bitch. <laughs> he said, there nothing but queens sitting in there. I mean, it has a 95% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, right. It's ridiculous. Well, I think this is the, uh, this, the second renaissance of Gaga. Mm-hmm. A second renaissance. Um, I think it's about to be, she's about to be almost too much everywhere. Yeah, I can see that. For the next like six months. If not longer. If not longer. But I think this, this, someone pointed it out to me that like she's literally trying to be. This will be like her Evita. Yes. yes. Yeah. She's this going is to her be, this is going to be yeah. like her barber. She's going to be oh, like, she strikes in. Right. Right. Or yeah. her bodyguard. Her bodyguard. That could be it, too. I mean, but, I mean, get it. I know Whitney didn't win any Oscars for that role. No. <laughs> I mean. But bodyguard in the sense of the soundtrack. Right. And also the sense of, like, the impact. Right. Like, I could see it having funny a Funny when Jose said how many songs did you write and score in the soundtrack. If she did more than 12, then she knows it's an album. So I still went back and I counted it again. I was like, oh, I said, oh yeah, this bitch is very smart. She's like 13 of like the tracks she wrote. I actually think it's less than that. I think if you score eight or... Like an album yeah. consists of at least eight songs. Mm-hmm. Anything yeah. less than eight is not an album. Yeah. Is, is Michelle Visage on it? 
Mr. Versace not on this one. <laughs> but he's she's scored like literally half of it and like I told That's people, amazing. I haven't heard it yet. But like right. I said, we'll from what that. I've heard, I've heard uh, a clip of a pop song from it and a clip of the acoustic song. It's very Joanne meets the fame. What I mean by the fame is it sounds like that type of There's pop very fame. Pop-up no. tempo numbers yes. reminiscent to like the fame and the fame monster. Yes. Yeah, not very like, it's not, um, you know, like Born This Way or Art Pop, which is a whole different direction, right, of, like right. a bigger thing. But what's interesting, I noticed about her writing, even within the ballads, she, oh, she writes stadium ballads. Mm. You know, there's certain like you know, it, these are like when you hear the shallow. The shallow's a stadium ballad, right? It's a it's the song that you would be at Yankee Stadium. They're playing a the crowd. That's why people would like have cans of me screaming right. off the top of the long singing. It's mm. it, it, it's just a big right. Well, song. I, I think also too, like I mean, the movie. I mean, obviously the soundtrack is all like live recording. I love so. the Streisand version though. Oh, I, I went to a rabbit hole one day. I was like, if I maybe like 15 years ago, I was at my brother's place and it came out. I, like, oh, I don't want to watch this, and I started. Did not stop when she got to the man in the moon. I was like, oh, Yo, gosh. you know what we should do? We should do a movie. Well, before I finish my thought, like, we should do a movie night, watch the Judy Garland version and the Barbara Streisand. Girl, that's about seven hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can only do one. That's okay. We'll, 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 we'll split it up. But I will, I will say to you, there's think- five different versions of it. If you oh, count the original, this, the original is not from 1934. There was one before that. That's really? the silent movie. Oh. And wow. then there was 1934, and there's the Judy Garland version from 1955, The Man That Got Away. And there's the Streisand version from 1977. What was that? Seven, 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 six. Streisand, yeah, it was like in the here, and we'll find out right now. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, and Streisand actually visited the set and they asked her advice. She said, just sing. Yeah, all she the, gave Gaga like her blessing on. Oh said, my god, it's amazing. She said, sing all the music live, so everything is sung live. The whole soundtrack's live. Wow, that's just sing all the music live and do that. That's amazing. Yeah, but like I think you know, nineteen seventy six. Ooh, good year. Yeah, the, the centennial. But a little. Um, go ahead. But like I think you know. When you talk about stadium ballads, I mean, I think it adds to the effect that it's live. And right. it's like, you have to do those kind of ballads. Like, I mean, for us, I think it just, it just adds to the effect, right? right? Like, I think there's something to be said for, like, you know how, like, some singers, you're like, oh, you planned, like, you did this song because you knew yeah. you, you, you knew you were going on tour and you wanted to do the song. Yeah. Like, then, like, there's certain, there's certain songs that fit that. I think this album probably does fit that. I think that there's two things that I think about when I, what, what I've read about the movie and the couple of songs I've heard about this. The one thing that Gaga is good at is starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. She is, she's one of the, I can name maybe four or five people on my hand that are the big female stars that are out there. Mm-hmm. She's definitely one name of them. Name them. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I can name them. So it would be Beyonce for sure. Of course. Uh, Gaga, mm-hmm. Adele. Um, I was we were talking about like contemporary. Yeah, contemporary. Ooh, yeah. I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for next album. Yeah, yeah, Thirty one. I'm sorry. Yeah, contemporary. <laughs> asking asking people who sell tickets, no matter who they are, what they do. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Sadly, not not Katy Perry. Funny enough. No, no, she's. And, um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Sidebar. I love that meme. <laughs> Uh, Paul, the Paula Dean. It's like, like if you think Katy, Katy, Katy Perry's face and put it on Paula Dean, would you still have Paula Dean? <laughs> Fucking amazing. So Beyonce, <laughs> Taylor Swift, Adele, um, Lady Gaga, and maybe Rihanna. I'm, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about extreme popularity, right? No I'm talking like people who like, like they're known. Like if you go yeah. to the middle of South Africa, they know. Who yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. In that middle, sense. middle of Congo. So I think that, but the difference between her and the rest of these people are mm-hmm. uh, she can start from scratch, like she don't know what the fuck is going. Like right. this, this could work. 
Right. Uh, this couldn't work. Right. You know what would be really cool? If they did an Iron Chef for musicians, they were like, you know, you have to sing a song. You have to write a song using, you yeah. know, this theme. I would say no because <laughs> some girls can sing and some girls can write. Girl, I'll be the first one to be out. Like, I can't write, bitch. Nope, I'm out. Or maybe a team. You can, have to, you can make, you can, it's a team of three people. Right. But let, cute, let's right? put, so these were the people that were uh, linked to this project before. Will Smith was linked to the project. Uh, really? Before. Yes. Uh, Clint Eastwood. Uh, Beyonce was linked to the project. It, it's Beyonce was actually <laughs> yeah, linked. I remember that. She was linked with, yeah. It was, During was, Sasha Fierce. It was linked to, linked to sure a lot of people were linked to the project in that sense. I mean, I get it, but I'm just like, well, she was linked to the pageant. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to see um, Carmen a hip hopper part two. Girl, don't nobody want to see that. <laughs> nobody want to see the first one. But the thing about the project was this: um, Barbara Streisand in the interview said, "Like, hey, if they were gonna do this with all black cast and were doing like a whole like hip hop version of it, Alicia, Alicia Keys was linked mm-hmm. to it too. That would have been interesting. Right. But I think the thing about Star Is Born that has always been very, very essential to a Star Is Born." You have to convince people as a star that you're not a star, mm-hmm. which every female lead that has been there, least Barbara Streisand, been the one that's done it the least, and it's still been good when she did it. You have to convince everyone that you are not a star, and then you become a star. Mm-hmm. I think the people that had linked to it before were did not have the ability to do that, right? And that doesn't say anything about the craft and what they do. So. But you also have to have a director, and it's a whole thing. You know, it's a it's a fucking Simple ass story. It's been told in the tale as old as time, true as it can be. Um, but long story short, anyway, go see the movie. I'm going to go see the movie on Monday. I'm not listening to the soundtrack until I see the Columbus movie. Day. Oh, happy na- native, you know, indig- na- happy indigenous day, everybody. Jose gets a thumbs up, so I know it's a good soundtrack. You saw Jose, it? I, oh, know, you saw I heard the soundtrack. Because yeah, Jose has great I'm trying music. To reinst- I'm actually trying yeah. to reinstate my movie pass. I can't yeah. right now. So oh, I, I, actually, I canceled yeah. my movie yeah. pass the other day. Jose actually has uh, great music taste, so. I know Jose can always like listen. the singing, but Bradley Cooper is actually quite impressive. Oh yeah, his vocal yeah, yeah. Range. It's very I heard. Yeah, I'll say this whole if Jose ever tells you to listen to some of the because he actually has an ear where he can separate the person from the art and listen to it. You know, he's one of the few people that can do that. But speaking of that girl, this vintage track, I was like, this bitch pulled this from the death of her coochie. Ooh, what's the track? Can you tell them? Because it's like, please tell us. So um, I was like flipping through uh, a record store and I came across uh, Louis Vega's New York <gasps> Soul album on vinyl and I really wanted to buy it, but it was crazy expensive. They were asking like 50 bucks. What? For, the, for the, Louis Vega? Yeah, but it's because it, it's it was only. Oh, I'm thinking once. I'm thinking of Mamba number five. I'm sorry. No, no, yeah, wrong. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Little Louis Vega. A little um, bit of Monica in my life. <laughs> a little bit of Sarah in my side. So, yeah. So I decided to go with my favorite track on the album, which is Runaway. It is a cover of an old Lolita Holloway track, and La India does the vocals. Ooh. All right. So you listen to the like one of mine, those, honey. It's one of those disco revival songs of the late 90s. I think this came out like in 97. Ooh, but yes, you believe in life after love, honey. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. I remember I, the reason why I discovered this song in this album is I remember Janet mentioned it in an interview and said how much she loved this song and this Can we album. just make a side by the Janet Jackson has like the best fucking music I mean, taste. she does. She I mean, really like, whenever she does. needs to be able to like, yeah. I'm like, you have the fucking best music taste because she names she, she names only indie artists and like bossa nova stuff. She's like, yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah, that person's great. But I was like, oh, that's why your music amazing because your music actually takes from those things. I'm like, she. I never heard Janice like, oh my god, I love Prince. I like, I've never heard her say someone popular. She always goes, 
oh, I love this person. I love this person. I was like, yeah. We should She's always done that. And so, so, you know, I always got to listen to what mother has to say. So. God bless her. This is Runaway, your girl. You listen to Queer Shit of Mine. Come on, 90s Disco House. Thank you, Zarzar. You just no reminded problem. me of something else. That was very, very, very wonderful. That was from my youth. That was a you great know. song. Oh, who's calling? Oh, that's oh. Miss Orethia. Hold on one second, honey. Hold on. Is this she? Don't do what a who? Yes. Hold on one second. Hello? Yes. Yes, it's Miss Ori. Hey, Ori. She's calling. You called back Hello. perfectly. The music just stopped. We literally called you. I know. I was listening. Yes. Oh, that's right. That's I'm right. A professional. <laughs> How's right. those mountains doing, girl? Right. Well, oh, they're beautiful. We just went on through a picturesque scene with some fog. Are they great gowns? Green. <laughs> Ooh. Like, and you know, little like fall changing. Now it's all sunny. I don't know how that just happened. Oh, Girl. wait, wait. What color kind of leaves are they? Like, there's like some. Are they? Most of them are still green. There's a little bit of red, a little bit of orange. Ooh, it's, it's still oh. pretty green. I love me some foliage. Mm, great gowns. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful gowns. Well, <laughs> before we ask Miss Ori about how she thinks about our political climate, I just want to have a, my quick segment, my new segment. I call it Ooh Girl. Mm-hmm. Ooh Girl. Oh, yeah. But this is what it is. Ooh. Ooh. Girl, we're gonna have a soundbite for that next week, aren't we, Ori? Yes, we are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, in this ooh girl segment, so about a week ago, a couple of weeks ago, um, Vietnam had a bachelor. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. So oh, the yeah. bachelor right here, he was going to pick the woman that he wanted to be with out of all the girls. G i r l s, not G u r l s. Right, right, right. The girls, not the girls. So, he picked this woman, and she said, you know what? I am so sorry. I cannot be with you right now because I don't want to be with you. And she turned around to another bitch behind her and said, would you leave with me? They became lesbians on the show. Oh, well, I thought they were lesbians. They, 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 they became female lovers. They became female lovers on this show, girl, and walked out, leaving father with his rose. And I went, ooh. Girl, that's- <laughs> that was a good I segment. Mean, so this pretty much that's how not? ooger happens. That was really like, ooger. I was like, oh girl, that was too much. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> also, I didn't realize that Vietnam was so progressive that that was just like they're probably not, girl. That's why ooger no, girl, or no ma'am, <laughs> <laughs> no ma'am, Pam, honey, I hold mean, the fuck. The- oh, <laughs> I did there. So I did there. Yes. Did Hi, Brian. Um. Yeah. Ooh. No, um, I think Oof. that's something really <laughs> funny. Um, there's something, it's just, yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, I mean, thank you, communism. Like, yeah, it's good. By the way, uh, Mike is drunk, <laughs> just so you should know. Yeah, no, the tequila I, I is strong. Know, but now after that last 20 seconds. Yes, but we're keeping it cute because, you know, because, you know, boss man is on the show, honey. He's not going to talk about us. Well, anyway, so moving on, boss man, let's talk about something serious right now, just to get your opinion on it before we go back to the more, you know, fun topics, if there's any fun yeah, topics. There's so about. many stuff. Uh, so what do you think about, I know you were listening to the first segment we had, so what are your thoughts on A, Kavanaugh, B, Trump, and saying that it's a dangerous time for white, I'm sorry, for young men in America? Um, so what what are your thoughts on this as a, you know, as a journalist, you know, not like journalists that, you know, the rumored pop queen is. Hey, girl. You know. <laughs> Hashtag tilt. So I think what, okay, so I think there's a certain kind of 
feeling that has been reported about that he is speaking to, which is that there are a lot of men that do feel some fear or some introspection uh, needs because of this Me Too era, um, self-evaluation of behaviors that they may have encountered. I think all of us do that if we're humans. Right. You know, we think about the way that we've interacted with people in the past. And I think that since there is such a zero tolerance in our culture right now for mm-hmm. these acts of sexual aggression, um, I, I, I think that that's where he's coming from. Is it, you know, you know, my opinion of it, I don't know that it's necessarily the way that I see it. Right. Um, you know, it, it does seem that, like, again, we talk about this all the time, it's like this idea of this loss of these privileges that people right. have. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, for a long time, men felt like they were able to do whatever they want with regard to women. And now that has changed and it's been changing, but has really advanced dramatically in this you know, modern era. So I, I think that is there some foundation to his feeling? Sure. He feels what he feels. Right. And I believe that many men do feel that way. Absolutely. Um, but you have to take it in context with what's actually happening. And and how this happens similarly with other, you know, kind of similar cultural reckoning. Right. You know, a la racism. Mm-hmm. But I think that he's, it's all about delivery and how you present something. Like, yeah. I'm going to acknowledge the fact that women have been in danger for us since the beginning of time. And then people of color mm-hmm. have been in danger after women have been in danger because women of color have been in danger. So, you know, just starting from the bar yeah. right there. Yeah, you know, it's really funny too that you mentioned yeah. that because, like, I think something that I'm also wondering about, like, will there ever be a Me Too moment for people of color where it's like, hey, you did or said some really fucked up racist shit to me and therefore I'm going to call you out on it and there's going to be enough of a response where, like, Maybe you shouldn't use maybe like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't use your job. But like to call out everybody that has enacted a microaggression racially upon right. you. Like I, I literally something spend we, all day every day doing it. It's something girl. Right. And let me tell you guys right now, she is in her business mode, honey mother not trying mm-hmm. to lose her job on the air. Right. But, but no, so I wonder. She, but I do, no, but like I do wonder, like, I mean, will there ever be a Supreme Court justice where someone will like be like, Hey, by the way, like he called like, you know, like I'm like Hey, like I was, I was his clerk and he called me a nigger. Like I'm gonna right. like I'm gonna like put go on fucking. I I'm gonna go for the Senate. Actually, happened at the federal court right. level. I believe there have been some justices that have been nominated, and their their decisions in cases, especially you know, and how they've handled cases with regards to racial bias. Right. I think that that has come up, mm-hmm. um, especially in some of these new nominees. I and mean, we have to consider. We're thinking about, you know, on that thing, we're thinking about Kavanaugh. We're thinking about right. this context of the Supreme Court. But this administration has nominated dozens of judges to the federal court. Right. right. It's, so, a, it's a huge thing that we don't know, even talk about. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so we, you know, there's a, there, there are these lower courts that have all, a much more conservative self because of the people that have put in place there. But I think that, you know, the, we are... Will we see a reckoning like Me Too in the racial justice movement? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't. I think I, that I, I think we have had these discussions. I think right. we are there, and I think that more people now do understand racial dynamics at a deeper level. Right. 
But will there be like a you know a truth and reconciliation committee like they had in South Africa or in Canada um, around certain issues of social justice? Um, will we have something like that? I doubt it. Yeah, I would I, love I mean, to see it. It would be great. Well, because I think that would also require that. us to recognize that like we've well that we but as America yeah. we have decimated the Native Americans, and that is a huge group that we refuse to even well, somebody acknowledge. Was, there's an article someone was trying to um, get a Native American um, deported. Oh, what? Yes, girl, she said. Girl, they tried it. Well, here's my thing. I think that what's going to happen is the Me Too movement, it is going to move to that, but it's going to be the women of color when they separate themselves within the Me Too movement. Well, that's yeah, what's happening. That happening too. Yeah. I mean, like, let's also let's now. also be very real. Like, even looking at the the suffrage movement, like looking for women's right to vote, mm-hmm. there was a split between whites and non-whites because Susan B. Anthony <laughs> didn't want black women to vote. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, she well, did not want black women to vote. During the women's liberation movement, you know, and, you know, Shut up! I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I was taking an opera with the bitch in it. Oh Jesus! Mm-hmm. Were very yeah, were very not you know not inclusive of black women. They weren't women inclusive. Of color. Yeah, I mean um, that's been the thing. And it's like put to you this way, it's like how we are as gay men right now, black mm-hmm. gay men, white mm-hmm. gay men, Latin gay men. We all mm-hmm. at one point, we all were together, and especially the people of color, we put up with the fucked up shit mm-hmm. to get to a place. We put up with the oh, you're key for a black boy. Oh, I like blacks. Oh, I like Latin. We put up with it. We put up with it. Because yeah. we all had to get to a place somewhere. Mm-hmm. Once we got to that place, it's like, girl, no, ma'am. Right. That's not going to fly because right. we're here now. Right. And I think that's what's going to happen with me, too. The women it's are going to get to a place and going to be like, all right, girl, you know what? What we're not going to do is that. Yeah. And I think also at that point, like, I think the midterms for 2018 are going to be a huge reflection of, like, you know, I think if we have another reaction where white women predominantly vote for white candidates, especially white Republican candidates, I think we're going to see like a backlash. We're going to be like, yo, we got to break out because like, obviously, like for, especially for the Democratic Party, like black women are the body and soul of that party. Yeah. And if like they aren't being supported the way they need to be supported, then it's like, I think they're going to be like deuces. Like this is what we're doing. Like this, like we got to throw it on you. There have been so many things you've just written about, right. you know, the amount of black women, women of color running for office. Yes. Um, you know, especially around the, uh, Alexander Cotton Cortez and the uh, woman that's running for governor in Georgia. Yes, right. love the first her. Black governor in the state of Georgia. Um, I believe the black woman running is for governor in another state. I, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say anything wrong, so I'm not 100% sure, but there have been an increase of black women running for office across the country. And I think that comes from this idea that, you know, they haven't felt represented, just like many of these groups haven't felt represented. And, you know, looking to the, you know, white women that might have been in office, they didn't feel represented there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think it's a natural evolution of things. It's about time yeah, for it is. the representative legislature mm-hmm. said across the board oh. <laughs> to be more in line with you know, and that's one I thing. I, that's one thing I give credit for in New York City. Um, in New York City, when you look at the city council, it looks like New York City. You know, right, for, right. For a good deal. Also, um, yeah. Also, to like, end that point, like it's like they finally ended in the Senate after these primaries. They finally ended that um, 
I think it's ILC. It was like the group of ISC. I can't remember, I can't remember the acronym. The IDC. IDC, thank you. They ended the, the yeah. Democrats who basically caucus with the Republicans. Like they finally ended that. Mm-hmm. Like they realized it was bullshit, which is also the reason why I'm like, Andrew Cuomo is bullshit too. But that's, well, that's the point. The people, the people did not, well, because he had all of those issues with certain things stalling, um, like right. the Child Victims Act stalling, women, um, uh, uh, sexual assault and things like that uh, stalling in the um, legislature here in New York State. Right. And so on several of these races where IDC members were up for re-election, they lost in the primary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like six out of eight or seven out of eight or something Some, like something that. ridiculous. Like they, like, they lost hard. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going um, before we let Ori go, I'm going to discuss this right here. I'm very, very happy. I'm going to end on a high note. So, um, a hip hop group called Brookhampton scored, scored ugh, I'm drunk. They scored <laughs> their first number one album, Iridescence. And they have Sounds like a lesbian name. Yeah, girl. No, it would be era hyphen descence. Um they scored their first number one album, like on the Billboard Hot One Hundred. And they have a openly gay member who's actually a very, very big part of the group. And granted the group is very, very big. And for you, oh, hey, it's this very midnight star. Ooh, mm. and I, oh, speak, hi, sidebar. Yeah. My cousin was in, in Atlantic Star. No, Atlantis, but she wasn't in Midnight Star. Oh, I'm sorry. Midnight Star. I'm midnight sorry. Star, Wrong girl. star. Sorry. No, midnight Star had like 95 people in the damn group. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it was a girl, but everybody loves Midnight Star, though. No parking on the dance floor. Uh, well, anyway, but this scored their first number one album, and he always wears this thing with the um, police um, jacket that says faggot on it. Which yes. I find amazing. Amazing. So there's one that wears nigger in his chest, um, faggot. Like, this, there's, they're a huge group. They're about maybe like 10 people. Jose, uh, Brockhampton. Can you look it up? Uh, let's see. Brockhampton? Yeah, B-R- Brockhampton. B-R-O-C-K Hampton. Yeah. Oh, you just said that on the air. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but anyway, they scored the first number one. Which, so, what do you think about gays and hip hop? Or do you think that we're getting. Uh, more recognition is getting better. Um, I, you know, I don't know that it's. I, I think that just like every community, more people are speaking out. There's always right. been for people in hip hop since the beginning, and I think that you know now that more people are having you know are are, are avowing their queer voices. Um, in addition to the other identities they may have, you're going to see more people. Uh, right. Oh, we've had people on the show, you know, like Alliance right. and, and, and absolutely like that. that you know, marry that those identities, but it's always it's always been there. I think people are talking about it now. Plus, I think I think there are a lot of mainstream hip hop and R and B artists now that are really embracing. I mean, not to say that artists from back in the day didn't embrace like Young them, Thug. Young Thug has always been but they very really are queer. embracing. Yeah, like I mean, with the advent of Frank Ocean, SZA, um, there's so many people that really embrace not only their gay fan bases but you know just queer people in general. I really think that yeah. it's sort of uh, R&B and hip hop is sort of taking a turn to like, yeah, using the word faggot and using those kinds of things is homophobic and shouldn't be done. And, and I think it's like anything else. I was talking about just two weeks ago. The word faggot should be used by people who understand the word faggot. Um, even when it's, you know, used, but you should do that. Well, so we're going to have our little music break right now. So thank you, Miss Ori. 
so much. Call oh, back no next week again. We're going to have next week our guest. Hopefully, we'll be here. His name is Dennis Williams. He is a um, Beyonce impersonator. So Beyonce is actually going to be the vocal master next week. I'm going to pick the tracks. Wow. Oh, oh you, I never, I never said she, I never said she couldn't sing, y'all. But so... But can you tell us about what's happening with our break music, which you have here? And I actually sent a message to Jose because Chic released a new album. And one of the lead of tracks were, you know, one of my queens who was um, Gaga doing I Want Your Love, which is fantastic version of course because not rogers produced not rogers is not produced yet so, you know, yeah that good. song was that song came out like a couple of years ago as part of yeah. a tom ford campaign yeah and then mm-hmm. the, i actually i had a version of it because it was it's been up on soundcloud for yes, a while yes and then this is a new version she re-recorded the vocals on it and it, it remixed it and but it's very it's the album is the tea yeah the album is is really great the i decided I the cover I art's fantastic yeah i didn't i decided not to choose that specific track no I was of like, course not what would have played it yeah Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah. Oh um, shit. We lost him. But um, but yeah. So I chose like the um the first track on the album, which I think is really great. It's Chic with one of my favorite singers, Nao, and it's called Boogie All Night. Ooh. Um, the next one is um, it's actually a remix version of a song that's on the album called Sober, and it's the Teddy Riley version. So I don't know if it's actually remixed. Teddy Riley. Riley. I don't know if it's remixed by Teddy Riley or if it's just called the Teddy Riley version because it has a very New Jack Swing sort of sound to it. Like you'll, when that's you hear true. the song, Teddy Riley did have a sound. Yeah, like you know, Teddy Riley is one of the biggest the producers out there yeah, yeah. of the New Jack Swing sound. So. You know, I it, it would make sense if the song sort of sounds like it to sort yeah. of name it that. And then the final track I chose is um, a song by Lion Babe, who is this amazing, amazing indie R&B artist who also happens to be the daughter of Miss Vanessa Williams. Funny wait, 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 wait. Hold you on, didn't know hold that? On. So Vanessa Williams has two... Vanessa Williams, Williams has, has like two three children? Or, yeah, that are, like, like three children. Are, like, well, at least two that are like major singers. Does she? Her daughter's in Lion Babe. Her daughter's in Lion Babe, and then I didn't know that she has another son, daughter. She has the three daughters and one son. There she goes. Yeah, yeah, she is. So the thing about Lion, but Lion Babe, Lion Babe is like her music is stunning. Yeah, funny I, enough, I love her Lion music. Babe. Is spirit like it's it harkens back to um, neo soul excellence. Yeah, funny enough, and she has her, a great because her. Well, I'd have to say sure. like her voice because her mother, mother, her mother is a. <laughs> I hate to say this in my in my uh, got to be real. Her mother does smooth pop. <laughs> yes, Vanessa Williams one of the queens of smooth pop. Yeah, you know. So, but Lion Babe, but is, a very accomplished. I mean, she did Broadway and everything. She's Vanessa Williams does great. everything. Yeah, in everything, which she is amazing. Be, yeah, I love Vanessa Williams. One of my favorites in Vanessa Williams ever said she was on uh, Stephen Colbert. He's like, oh, you recorded an album in two weeks. She's like, he's like, was that hard? She's like, no, I read music. Oof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally, Vanessa she's Williams. just like I used to play French. Like I literally can record an album in a week i read music it's nothing for her but you know i love lion because lion babe has the the essence of the art she has the rawness of i know she reads music because her mama reads music mm-hmm. and her girlfriend grandpa's a music teacher so yeah i know she has to read music but she has the essence of i don't read music i'm just creating yeah oh yeah just the essence of that so well here you go listen to queer state of mind y'all play it up Make sure to take Queer Minded with you wherever you go. Subscribe to our feed at RadioQueerMinded.com slash QSOM. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and other popular podcast networks. Just search for Radio Queer Minded. Now, let's get back in a queer state of mind. 
Oh my god, so queer. Hey, ladies. Hey. Oh, oh yes, honey. Don't worry. Um, I yeah. love that lion babe song. I remember hearing that in, in insecure. insecure. How you feeling, Micah? Your eyes look very special. <laughs> well, listen. So I have a wedding at six o'clock, and I gotta get sober in the next four hours. Do we have food coming up? Thank get god. a wedding at six. Where I have a wedding. At, it's in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, one of my college friends, they are getting married. Yeah. They're getting married. Um, they've been with their partner for three years. Um, super excited. I've, I've known them since my freshman year. I've, we went to the LGBT event together and I'm very excited for them. Lesbian, gays, bi, and trannies. Transgender. More or less. Um, but they do, they are a drag king and maybe we can have them come. Nope. Don't. Don't make that face. No, I'm not here for drag kings. Goldie girl. Peacock, I love you. And I'm super excited to see you. And uh, yeah, so drag I think it's wonderful in I don't want to get, I need to get sober before I see you. So you will see them. So we're going to talk about right now some shade in the window. This is our pop culture section. Ooh, so Cher, Miss Cher, the divine goddess herself, uh, the woman who's about to have another fucking top five album. 56 years in the business, actually sold almost 200,000 copies in the first week, her cover of the uh, Wait, uh, which is did? unheard of, yeah, but Lil Wayne still took the number one. Lil Wayne took the end. Fuck, well, really? Yeah. No, Cher is still selling fucking albums 56 years in. That's amazing. She, she's like, queen. I would love to have a top five album in the Billboard. Like, well, that's amazing. Lot, a lot of people have. But so nope. she... <laughs> there was she <laughs> Shady bitch. She was asked about on, on Ellen, who... who oh, the, we just want to have duet didn't partners. We've this before. I'm surprised we didn't. We talk did about not. This. No, because like it was on the list. Ago. We didn't cover no, this it. was two weeks ago. It was last yeah. week. So Ellen was like, "Who would you like to duet with?" She said, "I would like to sing with Adele." She sings flat. You don't. Oh. Uh, I would like to sing with Pink, Pink. and not, not Madonna. Madonna. <laughs> and then boop 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 boop. And then like Ellen was like, "You're so, not supposed to be Jose, not." I know you know this. <laughs> so I'm gonna let you talk about this a little bit. So give us a little history about the Cher Madonna situation. Well, they've always had somewhat of a contentious relationship uh, from like the late 80s onwards. I, I've read so much about it and seen so many interviews about it. There was an instance where Cher says that she's she respects Madonna, but she always thought that she's rude. She always said that. She always she respects yeah, Madonna. She respects Madonna as an artist and thinks that she she's incredible and that she's there's no one better at what, what she does. She has said she that is. she does things that I do better than I do it. Yeah. She always gave her her tens. But yeah, exactly. But she's like, she's always had instances where it's like, I think it was uh, once where, because apparently Sean, uh, Sean Penn and, and Cher were actually close friends yeah. at one point. Wait, shut the fuck up. Were they really? Yeah. So yeah. Like, it stems from like a, uh, an yeah, instance yeah, where it's like, actually very, very personal. And invited Madonna and said that she was just rude a couple as of times. Hell. Yeah, a couple of times. She was rude as hell and just, you know. I hope. And oh, I mean, wow. you have Look to also take bitch. things into context. At that time, Madonna was probably what in her mid to late twenties. You know, still right? She just turned the, thirty. Yeah, Thirty-seven, eighty-eight. The, you know, with the and you're literally sitting with a legend. Coming, yeah. People have to realize coming famous. Cher was wow. out. For you kids, don't know. Cher was actually established twenty years before Madonna. Yeah. Mm. Cher was a legend. That's like us. when Madonna. Started to be Madonna. That's yeah. like us going to dinner with Stevie Wonder and like being. Yeah. Well, not us, girl. Even not like even us, actually. Before that. that's oh, like it's like it's like us hanging out with like like uh, even Miguel. Like fuck. Right, Miguel's yeah. been around a while. Cher came out in '62. Madonna came out in '82. 
Mm. So Cher was actually Cher. Cher was had been through the full career. We hate you. We love you. You're Cher. Like she had actually become a legend at Wait, the time. Yeah. Take me home. She already had to take me home before. That was 1978, yeah. honey. It's yeah. a good song. <laughs> yeah. She has survived Donald Summer. She yeah. survived <laughs> Sylvester. The oh, thing with it is, like, I honestly don't think that Madonna and Cher have any sort of real rivalry at this no. point. No, they've already. They've there was already, no rivalry. She, yeah, Cher off. has said that she's yeah she's buried the hatchet to that long ago. They they both uh, spoke at the the women's march. What was it? Year, yeah, two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, when was elected. Cher is still fucking relevant. Yeah, right. I mean, I think I think, it's equi- I think it's the equivalent of like Aretha and Diana, right? It's like they have a very different path. Yeah, but like Aretha would not ever do a duo with Diana. Well, obviously I didn't. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, but like Aretha was, didn't like to sing with people. Yeah, she didn't like to sing, she didn't like to sing with people who sang. No shade, so she definitely would not not have sung with Diana. With Diana. Right, that's like the like general thing, right? Diana like, Ross was different. Diana Ross was more of the showgirl, a right. like the singer. Exactly. So, so it's like it's the I know what you mean. I, I mean, but it's mean. like it's like why would I? Right. It's like it has something to do with you. It's like I don't respect you. It, I don't disrespect you. Sharon like, knows her fucking place. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, she two weeks early. ago, I was out. I never knew this. I was very very humbled. I was at ties. Uh, the plus size bar, honey. Don't with do it. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Was we used to our friend? Uh, with our friend. Ugh. And there was a uh, music video that came out, and the woman walked us. Oh, that woman looks like Cher. I thought that didn't share, girl. I said, this is a meatloaf video. And then meatloaf got to singing, and then the woman turned around, and it was Cher. I was like, it's a good when song to too. Cher do a song with meatloaf? It's like in the mid-'80s. Yeah, it was, it was no, 81, it Dead was Ring for Love. It's, yeah. a, it's a good song. I was song. like, so this bitch girl, has done everything. I did not know about Dead Ringer for Love, girl. Every now and then, I'm humbled. I have not seen the video. I didn't know there was a video. Listen, There's a video. I've, I've, I've heard the song. I surprised her too occasionally with Honeycomb. <sighs> she just surprised me with Honeycomb, honey. Stick up. Stick up robbery. robbery. And the ones that sing One Monkey, No Stop, No Show. I mean, I mm. don't know him like by name, but perhaps if I will send it. you that song. Right, it's really good. Oh, so, girl, you are slurring. She is slurring. <laughs> she is, yeah. I was slurring. It's good. It's good radio. So let me tell you about. Um, let me tell you about actually. Um, fucking. Um, honeycomb. So I there was a drag queen in Ohio. We had a queen that uh, she heard, she passed the mm. late Jasmine Knight. And she passed. Uh, she had this leper gown. She passed, and everybody wanted this gown. So when she was going to die, who was going to inherit this gown? This shady bitch got buried in that gown, so no bitch get the gown. It's one of the That's best gowns everything. of all time. So during her memorial service, the drag queens did a whole memorial. Drag queens did a memorial. Every queen came out to perform a number. That's amazing. One of my favorite sisters, her name is Candy Panties, who I love. Wonderful. She did a number. <laughs> and she did not realize she did this number. She did enough. She did one monkey. Don't stop. No show. Oh no! I was like, oh, you just did one monkey. Don't stop. No show about a black drag queen that just died. <laughs> oh no! She said, like, oh. like, "Oh girl." I said, "Yeah, about oh, that, about that." But anyway, I uh, he introduced me to stick up, and they had one ads. What something? Yeah, ads, right. They did one ads. They didn't, did um stick up. They had one more hit, but I can't remember what the other one was. Those they had a hits. few hits, honey. 1971 to 73 was a great time. It was a very, very good time. Um, oh, so also, so sidebar, I'm just going to talk about it. Like, I love my pants. <laughs> oh, God. So we're <laughs> going to talk about Micah's pants, and then we're going we're gonna to go off the air. So tell them about your pants. But before one thing, first. Yeah. Um, I actually just remembered something that I forgot to put in the rundown. Them. Yes. Um, I don't know if many of you know this sort of like, 
nightlife or gay sort of uh, performer. His name is Miss Colombia. He actually died. Yes. No, you know Miss Colombia. But I do. Every, like, yes. if you've ever been to like either you know a Miss Colombia or any sort of thing, so he's um, do not gay scream when I show you Miss Colombia. Yeah, he's this. He show always comes dressed in these like ornate dresses. He has a very long white beard that he dyes in. You know who Miss Colombia is? Oh, it's normally yellow. Shit. No posy. You're gonna. I've seen him walking around. You're gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna gag. He it, passed away this week. Oh my god. Um, you're I, gonna gag. Colombia. Yeah. Yes. You know who it is because you've yeah. seen her. You've seen her. Like if you've gone to any sort of gay oh, person in this. The fuck up. Uh, the, the one that's always running 10, around. 15 years. Wait. So rest, rest in peace, Miss Colombia. Right there. She's gone dead? She's dead, She's yeah. found dead in Jacob Reese. Miss Columbia. Of Jacob but I love oh that beat. Oh, my God, Jose. Thank you I for bringing that up. I can't go there. Yeah, I totally remember. I, I totally, when, you, when you were talking about a funeral and death, <laughs> I just remembered that. I mean, there's lots of death going on. Huh. Yeah, no no one knows. Well, there Holy hasn't Spirit. been anything. Like they, the, the, the police don't suspect foul play or anything like that. But it's Too much poppers? When... Yeah, but it's, it's very sad. She, you know, I, she I would see her or anything. all yeah. the time. I never had, no, I never she... actually spoke to her. Yeah. But, um. So, anyway. Nobody has a yet. Girl. I paused it. Oh, yeah. So, well, anyway. No, so there's no miss... music. So miss... on my pants. Oh, yes. Talk about your pants. Talk about your pants. Turn oh. your goddamn music. Turn that music off. Talk about your pants. There you go. Well, so I, I don't want to do like a sponsorship plug, but so. Do a sponsorship yeah, plug. Unless I mean, they're giving us pants. I'm not giving, I mean, we should. I mean, they are. I mean, they're from Bangladesh and that is child labor. Bangladesh. And therefore we should get pants. Um, Girl. I mean, so I. So the other day, so me, Sadu, and our friends of the show, Justin, who used to be a co a co-host. The who, one of the original members, one honey. Original members. Of we, Camp and um, Holograms, honey. <laughs> we went to a, we went to a bar. We, we went to Boxers because he had extra cards for you know because Boxers has two for one. If you're not from New York, yeah, that's two for one. We got Support us. And then afterwards, we went to this other like we went to like we stopped by a wine shop, wine on, shop, and got some on ninth on twentieth and fifth, fifth, nineteenth, and fifth. And they not only had they have a wine drink, a wine tasting, they also had a whiskey and gin tasting. <laughs> we were done. Sorry. I'm slurring. Sorry. It was delicious. And I also wanted to give a shout out to, I can't remember the name of the rosé, but it's a rosé that is delicious. It's from Texas. It's fucking amazing. It was lovely. It is also a a whiskey from, they're going to come on their show because we got their cards. Yeah. <laughs> right? Anyway, so, so we went to Banana Republic after, and uh, they have these really good chinos. The pants, not the people. Mm-mm, stop. And um, <laughs> they are amazing, and they really show your ass. They're called the Fulton. This is very New York. So Fulton get the Street. Fulton. So we're going to end with um, a share doing Give Me Give Me a Man Out of a Midnight. But they're delicious pants. So and thank you for listening. amazing. I'll take a picture later on my Instagram. Oh, send it to uh, Kios on my Instagram, too. So say bye to the people. Bye. Bye, y'all. We love you so Oh, much. and also congratulations, um, RuPaul, on your Emmy for Drag Race. That was three weeks ago, bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> I do not. She's drunk, bitch. <laughs>